welcome to our 10th episode, number 10, woo, of the Right Right podcast. We have reached double digits, we are no longer children, and we are ready to begin our awkward adolescence where only we can save the world. Um, I am Elon. I am a, an apprentice editor at Story Perfect Editing. Uh, John is John. <laughs> yeah, I'm John, and I'm the senior editor at Story Perfect Editing. I'm Dale. I'm a junior editor at Story Perfect Editing. I'm Ian. I'm an apprentice editor at Story Perfect. Uh, yeah, and today we have a very special guest, um, Craig Gibb, who is Story Perfect's very own marketing generalist. He does our social media. He uh, does all the beautiful website stuff that you see. Um, is with us to talk about self-publishing today. We are talking about self-publishing options that exist uh, because really the last, I don't know, maybe more than a decade has been totally transformative for literature because of digital readers and the internet and suddenly there's this whole, like a, a democratizing effect on books where now everyone can get their work out there. Um, so self-publishing is not only possible, but it's even become economically viable for a lot of people. Um, so the options out there are what we're really going to be discussing. And uh, we're just going to sort of let the discussion take us. Um, to start, uh, one of the reasons we have Craig with us is because he's published over 50, right, Craig? Uh, yeah, I'm about 50. Well, if you include traditional publication from years ago, then yeah, I'm at about 50 stories slash books published under various pen names and various genres. Yeah. Well, awesome. Uh, that's I, I've never published anything, so like comparatively, you're doing way way better, obviously. Um, so, so what are the options out there uh, for self publish for for those who desire to self publish their work? Uh, well, there's a few main ones. Sorry, there's a cat getting in the way. Uh, there's a few main ones. Uh, the first one that most people know is the Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing platform, uh, which lets you publish uh, yeah, ebooks. That was, uh, pretty yeah. Well ebooks directly to Amazon. Um, another main one is Smashwords, which publishes ebooks to the Smashwords websites and also distributes them to Kobo and Barnes and & Noble and other sites. Uh, there is um, Draft to Digital, which is like Smashwords and that it distributes to all those other places, but the difference is they don't have their own store like Smashwords does. Uh, there's Google Play, which has been shut down to new accounts, but those who have existing accounts can self-publish on there as well. Uh, and then if you're in the erotica or romance category, there's All Romance eBooks, which is a really good place to sell books in those genres. And if you want to self-publish in paper, there's Create Space, which is an arm of Amazon. And if you want to self-publish in audio, there's uh, ACX, which ACX. is an Amazon. Yeah platform as well. Yeah, the ACX books get sold on Audible, um, so that's, you know, like the world's biggest, I think, collection of audiobooks. So there are options in every single facet of the modern publishing industry to get your work out there. But there's also a thing called a hybrid publisher, um, which is, is sort of um, gaining popularity. There's a number of different platforms that do this. One, where I met most of these guys, is called Inkshares, and you may have heard of it if you're listening to this podcast. And the premise there is uh, you put your book up for pre-order, similar to Kickstarter, um, and if your book crosses a certain threshold, it gets published. Um, there are other options. There are alternatives to that that I've seen. Some of them are uh, exclusively voting-based. I don't remember the titles of them all. Uh, John, I think you know a few of them, don't you? 
Um, well, one of them is called Unbound. It's similar to Inkshares, um, but there's lots. I mean, Inkshares and crowdfunding hybrid publishers are just one example of what's called partnership publishing, uh, and that covers a lot of different models where, um, I mean, essentially when you self-publish, you're doing everything yourself. Um, you're, you're in charge of who you pick for an editor, how you do your cover, design, distribution, and then you'll get companies that will uh, partner with professional organizations so that the author hires the company and gets all those services. And there's just so many. Like they're, it's like a it's like a wild wild west of publishing right now. If I can interrupt for a second, um, why are people turning towards self-publishing instead of the traditional publishing? That's a, I mean, that's a really good question, and I can't pretend to know the answer of the writing community at large, but my my uh, my instinct tells me that it has to do with the difficulty of getting books published traditionally. Um, the system is is designed to uh, have a very very sort of intolerant filter. Not intolerant in the sense that it's not tolerant, but intolerant in the sense that it's not um, loose. You know, like only. Would you mean that they have like standards that they expect books to have? Yeah, I mean, they, they consider books by marketability. Like it's di like it's very difficult to get a piece that is in any way different published through um, published through traditional traditional means. I, I imagine. So would you say uh, that um, whether a, a traditional publisher takes you on or not is not based on the quality of your work, but more so if it will sell or not? Correct. I think that generally that's a safe thing to assume. Do you have any insight on that, John and Craig? Okay, sure. Yeah, with traditional publishing, um, it is all based on what will sell. Um, and so self-publishing allows books that publishers think won't sell to actually thrive on their own. One example, I think Wool by Hugh Howie was something that was not expected to sell and he just ended up self-publishing it and it just took off like you wouldn't believe. Um, and like there is that whole access to publishers thing because it is so hard to get in with a tradition with a traditional publisher yet it is so easy to self-publish that for a lot of people they choose to self-publish because it's easier does that mean that book should be published i mean i can't really say but um there are some books and genres that do really well in self-published and there are others that don't do well at all in self-published uh platforms yeah what thing yeah. i would add to that one thing I would add to that is that the traditional publishers don't necessarily look down on self-publishing. In fact, uh, one of the comments that I read on a, it was it was a it was following the comments on Writer Unboxed some time ago. The traditional publishers kind of view the self-publishing market as a giant slush pile, and what it allows them to do is observe. Hey, there's all these books now. There's no filter. Anyone can publish anything. What's going to sell? And like an example of that would be The Martian. That was that's an that was picked up, um, I believe, after it was self-published and it did phenomenally well. And um, now the publisher who has it is um, has sort of put them on the map. So um, Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, a lot of people. There's a lot of mixed opinions on that, but that's another book. Just was put out there, self-published, and it blew up. And the you know in the traditionals. Um, reached in and made a deal. So self-publishing allows people to just publish what they want to publish. And I mean, every book has a niche. 
Um, it could be tiny, but if you could find your niche, you'll have a small audience. So, I mean, it's, de it's definitely worth doing if you really just want to get whatever work you've written out there. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of like, major success stories of self-publishing, like you said. I mean, uh, The Martian was published very untraditionally. Uh, he was publishing it as a blog. Um, Andy Weir was publishing it as a blog, as if they were reading the blog, uh, reading you know updates from the character Mark Watney. Um, and over time, his readers said that it was too difficult to catch up on the blog, and they asked him to turn it into a Kindle ebook so they could read it all in one place. He really didn't want to do that, and you know, cut to uh, uh, an agent finds his book and is like, "We need to make this into something real." They get an editor to work through it, and suddenly it's the biggest deal in the world, and Matt Damon is playing his character. Um, and so there's options far beyond this whole idea of publishing an ebook or uh, getting uh, on-demand printed books printed. There's there's things that are that are available to you um, if you sort of, I, I suppose, consider the form of a book uh, a little a little more uh, sort of fluid. Like maybe your book is is serialized in a different way, or maybe it's half illustrated and half text, and the illustrated parts don't have text, or something like that, so that there's just like a visual medium and a written medium, or whatever it is that, that sort of like fuels you creatively is much more possible than it ever was before. Um, and it's, it's, it's really fascinating to, to sort of see what's become of, of writing, of literature, of popular fiction as a result of self-publishing. I think... Um, Craig brought up a really good point earlier where he said that I don't know if it should have been published of some of the work that, that we see in like the self-publishing world. Um, do you think that's a result of subject matter or quality? Um, to be honest, I think it's a result of the, uh, I want to say five years ago was when, uh, before I got into this whole self-publishing thing, that was when the real money was in self-publishing. Uh, that was when Kindle took off. Uh, that was um, when Kobo um, became widespread. And so it was really easy to make money self-publishing. And so people would just write a story as quick as they could and they'd put it out. Um, and in some genres that works, like erotica and romance, I know that high turnover is really good. And if the story is not that great, it doesn't really matter that much. But then you get people who write sci-fi, fantasy, who don't really have the mechanics of storytelling, they don't have the proper structure, they don't know how to tell a story, but they know that they can make money by self-publishing, so they get it out there. And so the result is now that the market is flooded with stuff that is really kind of terrible, I hate to say it, but it's also flooded with stuff that's really good. And it's really become very difficult to separate what's good from what's bad. Um, and it's Yeah, it's very, very difficult yeah. to... Because there's like a gold pile. rush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe, I don't know. Yeah. Um, so, so maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys have insight on this. How do you stand out as a self-published author um, in, in, in just this massive pile of books? Professionalism. That would be my, my number one thing I'd say. And that reflects in lots of levels. Um, Craig probably could say a lot about that too because he's been quite involved in uh, in that with his platforms. Wouldn't charisma have something to do with um, being noticed? You cut out briefly, but I think you said, does charisma have something to do with, no with, something to do with being noted? Um, charisma yeah. draws people to you, 
Uh, that's definitely true, but then you have to have a quality product that actually closes the sale and uh, that people end up buying. So charisma is sort of half of the job. The other half is what John said, which is professionalism. You have to have a professional product, killer cover, absolutely perfectly edited book. You have to have a compelling uh, blurb. Um, ideally, you want to have a number of books available so that you don't look as, look like one of these one-off authors. You have to look like a career author. Um, so it is a mix of charisma. It's a mix of professionalism. You have to have a social media platform. However, social media, for most cases, does not actually sell books, but you do need it to uh, yes. so people can find you. Because if you don't have any social media presence, um, you can be as charismatic as you want to be, but people won't be able to find you. They won't know who you are. And Amazon has something like five million books, I think. Uh, there's millions and millions of books that are self-published. So you need to stand out somehow. There's two ways. One is you have to be charismatic and have a social media presence so that people find you in the first place. And then you have to be professional about what you do so that you look like you can compete with the big boys from the big publishers. It's interesting that you say that because a few of our upcoming topics are social media as an author and blogging as an author. So that's totally relevant to our, like, you know, to, to where we're headed in terms of our discussion on the broader sense. Um, so I really appreciate that segue for future episodes. Um, we are getting real close to the 15 minute mark, which is where we're going to cut off this episode. So I just want to ask um, a couple final questions. And this, you know, anyone can answer these. This is, um, this is sort of like, I want, I want to know what you guys think um, of this particular situation. Publishing a book and selling it exclusively on your own website. What do you think about that? Uh, that I honestly don't think that's going to work if you, like, don't know. Uh, if you have a website where you have hundreds of thousands of visitors to your website, yeah. That would work. Maybe, yeah. But. For, for the most part, no, because everyone everyone goes to Amazon or they go to iBooks or they go to Kobo. Uh, they generally don't go to Google to find an author's website and buy it from the site. For the most part, they buy it from Amazon. The exception is if you have a blog with hundreds of thousands of followers, and there are lots of people that have successful blogs like that, and they can sell their books through their platform. Um, but if you don't have that, it's almost impossible to sell books on your own. Yeah. Yeah, to throw a wrench in that, I mean, that could be your fate on Amazon as well. I mean, you publish a book, uh, you're on a list and you get pushed down the list. I mean, you go up if you sell. So, um, I mean, just the reality is publishing a book, period, you have to have a plan for how are you going to connect to your audience. You can't just, I mean, you might get lucky, but to just put it up there and hope that people will discover it is is pretty naive in terms of how the market works. Yeah, I think that's that's very reasonable statements. I, I had a feeling the answer would be no, <clears throat> because my intuition says that's silly. Um, in particular, because Amazon has very sophisticated algorithms that are used to recommend books, and if you keep climbing up the ranks, your book will get recommended more often, and it will see a broader, uh, a, a, like a, just a larger number of, of eyes. Um, one, so one final thing before we close out the episode, and thank you guys very much. This has been really insightful. Um, have, I know that, uh, obviously Craig has published a ton of stuff. Um, I believe John has self-published, right? Uh, did, yeah, long time ago. Um, the stuff's no longer available, but I also, pub uh, self, I also self-published a short story. Uh, although the intention was not to sell it, it was just to make it available to my newsletter subscribers. So I have a very small, uh, experience with that. 
Well, I, I mean, that, that's, uh, that, makes, that makes sense. Um, so, Craig, do you have any books that you want to pitch the audience? I know that you write under several different monikers and a variety of, uh, of themes that some people may find inappropriate, which is fine for them. Uh, but do you have any books that you want to pitch to us before we go? Um, I'm actually going to pass on that because I know certain family members might be listening to this um, and they might be <laughs> appalled at some of the things. So I'm not even going to mention yeah. pen names. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of good stuff in the self-published marketplace. You just have to kind of, you have to be a discerning customer. You have to look yeah. at, look for the professional one. There are a lot of them out there. Well, good. I, I guess that our, uh, our concluding words of wisdom from Craig and the team will be, uh, professionalism and quality is what will make you stand out as a self-published author. Um, so that just about wraps up this episode. Thank you all so very much for listening to us. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Dale. Thank you, John. Very special thank you to Craig for joining us. Um, and we will see you guys next time when we're talking about uh, nailing your synopsis. So stick around for the next episode in a couple of weeks. 